You're listening to The Scrimmage with Daniel Hargrove and Justin Domashevitz. That was good. That was beautiful. I've been wanting to use that as the intro ever since I was yelling that at the top of my lungs at the last Mariners game I went to. <laughs> and that was like a month ago. Did it work? No, he struck out. Mm. Pretty Has he sure. hit a homer since then? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Also, the it kind of ties into the last game that Andrew and Johanna went because they did the whole like Simba thing with that you know music playing throughout the stadium for the dogs to be held up I watched the entire video that people posted or that the Mariners posted like and I was like if they don't show Andrew at the very beginning of it wait was he really I believe so so oh, maybe I missed the beginning of it because I was like, I saw they a dog show- at the very yeah, beginning I, that I thought was Pax. I was not in the very beginning of oh. it, but Pax was. Okay, I was going to say they missed their opportunity. So were, because- was he blocking your face? Well, he'd be blocking no, everything. No, he was down. He was like at our feet. And they oh, had okay. him and the person right in front of us. Oh, so you weren't dog. lifting him up yet? I wasn't lifting him up yet. No, I waited for... The, See, I, that's what I was looking for. I was for. not confident that I could do that without <laughs> him freaking out and me, like, dumping him. Yeah. So I actually waited for the camera guy who was right next to us to, like, turn around before I tried it. I was like, Hannah, should I try it? And she was like, probably not. Wait, there was a <laughs> camera guy right there yeah. and you didn't do it? No. I... <laughs> Well, he didn't want it to be on live TV, him dumping his yes, dog on exactly. his face. Exactly. That was the. That would have been dog legendary. Pounds, I know. He's a bit wiggly. Yeah. You Although f- it turns out he doesn't wiggle when I pick him up. He's just like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I'm so sad because whatever would have happened, like if you would have dumped your dog on live TV, that still would have been great publicity for us. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't wearing any scrimmage gear. <laughs> so? <laughs> Dang it, Andrew. Okay, well, now I have to go back and watch the video again to see Next it, Bark of the Park, I will. And he'll, be, and he'll be 120 pounds. Oh, geez. You're yeah. going to have to, like, do proper deadlift for him. No. Nah, well, I already had to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. Welcome it's back. It's been Thank a while. You. Yeah, it has been a while. Are we... What? Sean O'Neill oh, says I'm Daniel. we're late. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what, Sean... That was a technical issue. There was a a horrible noise yes. coming through that sounded like, <laughs> and we didn't want everyone to have to hear that. So Andrew stood messed around with a whole bunch of chords until he fixed it. Yes, I so you're welcome, a whole bunch Sean. Of until Justin moved his phone. No, 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 no. <laughs> I had been moving my phone back and forth the whole time, and mostly it wasn't making a difference. All right. So it is weird how our phones make the. Thing make that noise yes. of the thing of the Elect- noise thing. Electromagnetic interference is weird. Yes, there's is a whole it, there's an actual term for it. Is it EMI or EMF? It, EMF it is EMF. electromagnetic fields. Fields. Okay. They so EMI, EMI must be a different thing, and I know that because of ghost shows. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Well, you're listening to the scrimmage. Yeah, we're brought to you by Oli Penn Real Estate, <laughs> the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz. That's Daniel Hargrove. He did already introduce himself. I did. I'm Justin yes. Domashevitz, and our trusty producer, Andrew Gross, is here with us as well. And apparently our buddy Sean O'Neill is... Uh, Watching, yes, probably so, planning to just. He says that you stole. Us the whole he time. says that you stole his song with no credit. You're right. That was from Sean. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, Sean did that first. Great. Now he's going to give us a uh, copyright strike. You're right. Oh man. We'll work out a settlement. If, if, yeah. We'll call the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz. No relation. No relation. We'll, we'll work out a settlement. Okay. Let's get it going with the two minute drill. Let's go, let's go, let's go, hurry up! Gotta hurry, gotta hurry, gotta hurry. Hey, two minute situation. 44 seconds, hand the ball around. Gun do it right, gun do it right. Three jet buckeye, don't worry, three. The two minute drill starts now. Julio Rodriguez. Julio! Signed a giant, extremely confusing contract yes. that could either be really good or the largest contract in the history of all major sports. Wouldn't that if, also be really good? Well, yeah, but I was saying I, I the, the saying. low end it of it is the worst, the worst case scenario is it's a really good contract. The yeah. best case scenario is it's the largest in history okay. of all sports. Yes. Yeah. For now. For now. Anyway, <laughs> so far. Daniel, this is cool. Yes. How cool is it? It's so cool. I'm I'm so <laughs> excited because not gonna lie, even with all of the rhetoric you always hear, of, yeah, we want to do it for Seattle, all this stuff, and we want to be the ones to get the World Series for Seattle, and we've been saying this since we've been like teenagers growing up in the organization. You still see what happens when people hit free agency and the dollar signs start to ring and you're like, oh man, are we just going to get Julio for like five years and then he's going to peace out? And so this, what, locks him in for at least like eight years? At least eight. At least eight. There's team options and player options built in as well. That could make it for like 15 15. or something like that. So my son could be driving by the time that this runs out. I'm so excited. Whoa. Yeah, that's weird to think that about. That is really weird. Because he's barely walking. Joel DeBlanco. <laughs> Yet another I... game. <laughs> Yet another game where he led the Seahawks in tackles. Justin, has he played his way onto the opening day 53-man roster? Or does he have a, sh- a shot at the practice squad? The hard part is you're going from 80 to 53. So 27 guys are going to get cut, and the Seahawks, knowing that they have a lack of depth at linebacker, have gotten a whole bunch of guys that played Joel's position. So I really honestly feel like even though he currently is second in the entire NFL in tackles during the preseason at 24, I think there is a legitimate possibility that he may not make the team and it wouldn't necessarily have anything to do with his performance but just because the area he's in on that roster has become super crowded if he does manage to play his way onto the roster he's got a really good shot to see some actual serious playing time Um, not a starter obviously but you know working his way into the lineup and if he doesn't make the team it honestly feels so much like the team is very intrigued I keep seeing people use the word intrigued by him I wouldn't be surprised at all if he gets a, a practice squad invite. He's also put a lot of tape out there at this point, and the Seahawks may not be able to get him on their practice squad. True. Daniel, ever since Abraham Toro intentionally injured Ty Gosh. France, France has not quite been himself. 
Should should Thai France take a break? Yes, absolutely. Thai France should take a break. Why are you looking are you at me? Saying weird? that after he hit a home run and three uh, hits with exit velocity over 100 miles an hour today. Were they all hits, or did he have uh, one, one home them, run? One of them went directly to an outfielder. Uh, yeah, I'm still saying that. Okay. Because one day over the last 25 does not prove it for me. What that tells me is his guesses all worked out right this time. Mm-hmm. And a good hitter can run into three balls, you know, that he guessed right on. If he doesn't, then you see the grimace on his face. Every time he whiffs, you're like, ugh. The pinch hit opportunity he had in the previous night. Ugly. Disgusting. And when I saw that, that's when I was like, oh, yeah, he absolutely needs a night off. So just because he, I mean, had one good game, if he has another good game, maybe. You know, like, I guess it's what you're seeing. But one good game doesn't show that to me, and I want him right for the playoffs. Gotta I love agree a high with you exit there. Below, though. Seahawks it? have named Geno Smith the starter. Justin, was there ever a competition, or was this Pete Carroll's plan all along? Because it sure seems like it. I mean, I guess there's a possibility that if Drew Locke had been amazing, like... If he had made it so there was no possible way to not make him the starter, then it's possible there could have been a real competition. It definitely seems like the deck was stacked against him. And then in addition to that, he also got sick in the middle of the preseason with COVID and missed a preseason game. A little annoying, like Daniel, like you said earlier, off air, none of the other quarterbacks got a chance. It was just a competition between those two guys. I really think Pete just wanted Geno from the start. And either he wants to be bad this year (laughs) or he wants to prove that he can win with a crap quarterback. I think he wants to prove that. Yeah. I think he wants to go see Russell. If you just do what I say, I can win with even a loser. I keep seeing Russell's relationship with his coaches described as a quote-unquote partnership. Yeah, it's weird. To the point that they were actually, he was running walkthroughs in practice with no coaches present. Like, he's a coach. Weird. On this team. Is that surprising? I think it's, it's it's more than I think most quarterbacks get. I agree with you. But again, is that surprising? I was surprised when I, I read I'm that I'm kind of surprised about that because, like, I've never heard of that before. Also, this is a brand new coach that's, that's trying to make his make a name for himself. That's pretty much how Peyton Manning was when he was in in Yes. Denver. Well, he also, that's how he was. I would say that he Oh, when he was in Denver, though. You're right. You're right. When he was in Denver. I would, have, I would say that he, he had demonstrated that ability in the past more at that point. But I think when when... When Russell went to Denver, I expected him to have everything that he wanted his way. Personally. Yeah. Like, so but he is, was traded. kind so of what I expected to see. That, he was, see, he was voluntarily traded, though. So he you're saying only that would he, have tra- he only would have accepted a trade that he, he knew wanted. It, okay. That's interesting. I still felt like it was surprising. Still like, the, you, you hear. I, <clears throat> I agree that great it's, quarterbacks it's, often get that kind of partnership, but there seems to be limits to it. And also it doesn't get talked about out loud. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially at press conferences where he's like, yeah, I'm running the show. Yeah. I tell, they got the, like that one clip that they're playing on 710 all the time about him talking about how 
you know, I just love how we're able to work and everybody's ready to learn. And this one guy was running a play this way. And I was like, no, man, you shouldn't do that and change the play. And then we got a 40-yard catch out of it. And I'm just, like, so excited that they're ready to learn from me. These plays suck. I miss Russ. (laughs) I miss him so much. And yet I unfollowed him on everything because I gag every time I see him in this stupid orange. Mm, If I I could have double followed him, I would have. I will decide if I miss him as the season goes on. Hmm. Hmm. Because Hmm. we were not, we, the Seahawks were not very good last year with him. That's true. They are also not very. Do you think that was his fault? (laughs) No, I don't. But if they are roughly the same this year and. He was also hurt for a lot. Like, remember. They were bad with Geno Smith last year. Yes, I agree. I'm not. I'm just saying that I'm waiting to see if I miss him or not. That's what. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I mean, it is. <laughs> I think Sean is wondering if Russ is the most obnoxious non-felon in the NFL. Obnoxious? Uh, I think that is due to how much you know russ compared to like literally everybody else in the league that seems like i'm possible. there's a ton of really obnoxious people deshaun watson's not a felon if you were That's doing actually <laughs> accurate if you were doing word association what's the word i mean how long would it take you to get to obnoxious with russ uh, pretentious would be way pretentious, pretentious yeah. would be there yeah. yeah yeah i could see that um but no, i don't know about obnoxious you have yeah, to I don't pay about, attention to him before you start to realize how ridiculous he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. He's weird. Yeah, he is. You know, I wouldn't say, like, I feel like... I miss him. I miss him. <laughs> I feel like he's a weird dude. You know, like, I don't think he does any of this thinking, like, the motivation that you would assume a normal person saying these things would. I think he's just kind of a weird dude. I, I I've met a lot of weird people in my life. And Russell Wilson is one of them. And Russell Wilson, I think, is one of them. He's just way more successful than everybody. Did you meet but, Russell Wilson? No. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it this way, though. During the fantasy draft that we were all just recently in, uh, I wasn't touching DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett with a 10-foot pole because you was throwing the football. I drafted Lockett. I think Lockett... That was super late. And I think Lockett might be able to do some things because he gets so wide open sometimes. But seriously. My guess is that no matter who's throwing the ball, DK's going to get a lot of targets. Yeah, but he's double covered and he's been double covered and absolutely shut down previously in his career. Receivers don't get... Don't lose points for giving up interceptions. And yeah, they get but, points for catches. So if he gets a bunch of targets and pulls down a few of them, he'll get points. A few, yes. But he's not worth... I mean, Justin looked at my high, Keeper League was, my keeper league roster and was like, dude, your team's stacked. And then I was like, yeah, oh, wait. My two <laughs> best players have Geno Smith throwing them the football. <laughs> Week one. Week one, yeah. Seriously. <sighs> Is this a good time to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo? It, has he been cut? No. Uh, Wobbleopolo? But would he be an upgrade the, even? The, that's I think so. I think he would so be too. <laughs> you said it like he wouldn't, and but then you were like, would. actually he would. Uh-huh. Did you guys watch any of the preseason games? <laughs> Especially the last one? Not much. Oh my gosh. So Geno Smith looked like Geno Smith from last year, which was a whole lot of eh and then a kind of an eh. Mm-hmm. And then Drew Locke came in. Horrible mistakes, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Like, and yeah. then Drew Locke came in. 
And I think it might have been his first pass was picked. It was oh, like no. really close. And then he, the next drive, gorgeous throws, including one absolutely beautiful dime for a touchdown. And then the next drives that I watched, dude, do you remember when Jimmy would just black out and just start throwing the football? And <laughs> Your not brother have, or yeah, Garoppolo? No, my brother. <laughs> and just have no Garoppolo clue. also throws the ball with his eyes closed. Just times. have no clue where the defense was. Yeah. And he would just throw it. Uh-huh. That's what this was. Pick City. Like, it was gross. There were so many picks, and then there were so many balls that should have been picked. One of which, dude, it was the worst decision I've seen since Sean Canfield, an Oregon State Beaver quarterback, threw it to four people from the other team. Like, it was that bad. Like, it was a guy in the flat, and there was literally a defender standing right in front of him. And Drew Locke looks over there and goes, yep. And just throws it directly to the other team. Congratulations for being the only podcaster to mention Sean Canfield this year. <laughs> of all podcasters. All of them. Probably for the last 10 years. <laughs> how long uh, ago was that? How long ago was he the backup for the Saints? Because he, you know, Oregon State backup quarterback you. Mm-hmm. He was the backup for the Saints for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good old Sean how, Canfield. How do the Seahawks end up with three backup quarterbacks on the right. roster and none from backup quarterback you? That's true. Well, J- they had Jake Luton last year. Yeah. And then they cut him for Jacob Eason. Because that's a great idea. The dude couldn't even hold on to his starting position in college. What? I, seriously, is Pete Carroll the worst? Like, how did they stumble into Russell Wilson? How? All of the rest of their decisions since have been garbage. Except for DK Metcalf. That seems strong. But seriously, so like, they stumbled into him too because he dropped to the end of the second round. Well, they got Lockett. Also. Canfield. <sighs> can No. All of the other decisions. Just so. <laughs> I thought you were just saying quarterback-wise. Well, quarterback-wise, it doesn't look so good either. I'm sorry. I'm a little extreme. You, like I you know said, what? I can tell. I haven't been on the show in forever. I've just got all this pent-up anxiety just and aggression. Energy, just yes. energy. It's oozing out of your pores, and it's just ready to explode into the microphone. Yes. The Saints cut Canfield in August of 2012. Okay, so it's, it has been 10 years 10 then. years ago. Yeah. Literally, well, ten, like, like, literally, a few exactly. days, a few yeah. days shy of ten years ago, it was the thirty-first. <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> and I bet nobody mentioned it. <laughs> no. <laughs> True. So yeah, it probably literally has been ten years uh, since a podcaster has mentioned Sean Canfield. That's funny. And it might have been me. Yeah, might have been. Who knows? <laughs> well, oh. we, so on the show sheet. Oh. Yeah, which so first of all, go? if anybody was curious why the two-minute drill was a little <laughs> clunky, it's because I didn't write questions. I just wrote like phrases, or in one case, just the name. <laughs> so when it got to Daniel and he just said, Joel DeBlanco, <laughs> and then he paused for a really long time, I almost started to answer because yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, that was the whole question. And <laughs> And then he decided to keep talking. Yeah. He, and then I created the question in my mind yeah. it, and went for it. It would have been the question, except that there was no question mark at the end of Joel DeBlanco. So Daniel <laughs> just said Joel DeBlanco. Yeah, if, he would, there would have been, if you would have put a question mark, he would have been like, Joel DeBlanco? He reads whatever is on the teleprompter. <laughs> right? Exactly. Had just like Ron mark, Burgundy? Had there been a question mark, uh, you know, would have been there. But anyway, we, we do have, we had... The Seahawks quarterback who is available. Yeah. Is there anybody from the outside? Is Jimmy G the only guy and nothing happens till he gets cut? I or mean, Jake Luton just got cut from Jacksonville again. So 
But they already show they don't like him. They yeah. like unsuccessful quarterbacks. Minshew is still languishing in in. Uh, so last time I brought that up, I, Philadelphia. You, you whipped out that Philadelphia wouldn't get rid of. Yeah, him. I don't think they will. Yeah, I think are they, they just? Know, holding, I think they know. Do they, they do they really not believe in Jalen Hurts? Is are they are they still squeamish on him? Uh, serious seriousness here. Yes, I think probably he's a really amazing backup quarterback because he was ready to be a coach. Right. Oh, that's a good point. So I kind of feel like he is a really, really good guy to have in a in a quarterback room. Yeah. And then also Jalen Hurts is a big time running quarterback, so you kind of always have to be ready for an injury there. Yeah, that's a good, that's point. A good point too. Gosh, and they it. pretty much stole him for like a sixth Nothing. round pick or yeah. something. Yeah. So they got to feel pretty good about where they're sitting there. Yeah, that's a good point. Gosh darn it. The so other who thing. else is available out there? I, it's only Jimmy G. Like yeah. you know, Baker Mayfield was the other one, <laughs> yep. and he's in Carolina now. And but, it's become very obvious that there's not going to be a trade made for Garoppolo. So there is some date, and I don't remember what it is. That if they don't cut him before a certain date, then he gets some kind of a big bonus. Yeah, or some kind of big activator in his contract. He gets a bunch of it money. Might be Tuesday, and it might be making the roster. It might be that. Okay, so, so they, I think that's coming up pretty quick. So they gotta, they've got to either cut him or pay him. And so a lot of people speculate that they might cut him so they don't have to pay him. Yeah. But Trey Lance has been Before a pretty one. mixed bag in preseason. And a lot of the reports even out of practice were that he's not doing well or he's not ready. So the 49ers have got... I mean, I don't think that situation is settled. I don't know that they feel secure enough with Trey Lance that they're going to be willing to just cut Garoppolo for nothing. Yeah. Is, is Jameis Winston on? Is he, is, Isn't he the starter for the Saints? Yeah, uh, I think so. Oh, gosh. Is he a starter again? I think so. Yeah. Speaking of people more obnoxious than Russell Wilson and not being a felon, is he the Jameis one, Winston has to be up there. Is he the one who ate a W? He was, yeah, he was eating Ws. Yeah. That was pretty I don't uh, find him all that obnoxious, uh, honestly. I, just like, the I don't slurping like him sounds alone from yeah. the eating of the W yeah. is more obnoxious. Yeah. It he, sounded like Andrew eating Top Ramen. He had some... <laughs> something that Daniel has intimate knowledge of. He had some very, like... Hey, Rumi. Publicly yes. immature moments, yes. either in college or when he first got into the pros. But I don't know. Now I feel like he's just more corny. <laughs> yeah. Like, the exactly. eating W's thing, like, come on, man. Yeah. Speaking of obnoxious, Sean is, says that the arrogance being exhibited is sensational. By who? I assume Daniel. Oh, okay. Oh, by me? <laughs> calling, <laughs> calling out Saying all Pete, of their all Pete, of everything their that Pete Carroll. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, you've He's, seen the downward trajectory of this team. He kind of smiled right after he said it. Though. <laughs> I think that should count for something. Um, do you guys have more on DeBlanco? I, okay. Because we, you know, I don't. And actually, I'm sorry to cut you off a little mm-hmm. bit there, but I actually. You know, there's people are starting to come out with roster projections and stuff like that. And one of them from, I think, Field Goals, mm-hmm. they do a blog on the Seahawks. They do, you know, here's... Several minutes are missing here because my computer rebooted. I am sorry. Yeah, there were in the one game, the second game, there were 15 missed tackles yeah. as a team. Yeah. And he had, in this last game, he had 12 tackles, yeah. half a sack, and a pass defense. Yeah. And a quarterback hit. And a quarterback hit? Yeah, it was on the stat sheet. Oh, dang. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing it. Yeah. 
I heard it all the way from wherever they were playing. <laughs> was it a home game? On the radio. I heard it on the radio. No, they were in Dallas. I heard it all the way from Dallas. Whoa. He hit the quarterback, and I heard a crunch, and I was like, what was that? <laughs> it was Joel. Just crunching people. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think he's got a good shot, especially because he does have a background of special teams, mm-hmm. right? Like, one of the first major highlights we had from his college career was that was that fake punt where he rumbled for like 30 40 yards and then he talked to you about it later and (laughs) seemed like maybe he just kind of did what he wanted (laughs) no they had the he said we had a signal yeah and i think my coach made the signal (laughs) they they had it like a preset hey there's going to be a certain look if i see this look i'm going to give you this signal and he's like the is it the personal protector yeah yeah in on a punt formation and he just uh you know direct snap intercepted it took off first down 29 (laughs) yards or whatever it was it was awesome it was awesome i mean he had to see the the look before that's true also yeah Yeah. so So we saw the first part at least i think my coach made the signal i saw the The best part was they were already up by like 20 or something like that (laughs) i I just remember thinking as that was happening that i don't think i didn't i would bet that none of those dudes on the other side of the ball knew how fast he was (laughs) right because he got the ball and when he was in open space it's like you, you don't you're not used to seeing guys that size move like that exactly so i don't know i and then andrew brought up the point he put out some good film, mm-hmm. so practice squad might not be an option because another team might pluck him up. I think that's a little, I don't know, it could happen, but the Seahawks' depth at linebacker is pretty shallow. That's fair. So I would think that a team like the Seahawks would want him around. So maybe, I don't know if there's teams that have less depth there. Well, but they he got to play a ton, which was awesome. Yeah. On on this depth chart that I'll give credit here to who put it out. This is Corbin K. Smith, who's mm. an NFL reporter. Yeah, Locked he, On Seahawks podcast. He, it's a good podcast. He put out a here's how I see the depth of the position right now, and there are seven middle linebackers listed. But out once you get past, well, because they're in a three four, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's so they need two middle linebackers right. on the field at all times. You okay. got two linebackers and then basically an edge rusher, two completely separate categories. Yeah, right. Um, Jordan Brooks and Cody Barton, and then John Radigan, Tanner Muse, oh, Lakeem Williams, Joel DeBlanco, and Nick Belore. Oh, he has Belore last, huh? Well, Belore was really I'm... bad in the beginning of the preseason. Okay, because I was he is he getting a little old. He must be getting a little old, but he also is the fullback. Yeah. And so oh, that yeah. adds to his value. Yeah. Like, they probably won't cut him unless they have another fullback. Yeah. Right. Which Joel could play fullback. Word. He played He played quarterback in high school, for Pete's sake. I mean, but that's the, that's what you're... that. So with him... It's weird. He doesn't have Belore listed on the running back <laughs> slash fullback He mostly played all. quarterback because it was the only way to make sure he actually got to touch the ball every play. <laughs> He, he played, it was a weird year. He I played recall. quarterback that last year because year. they had no one else to play quarterback. Yeah. yeah. And he could yeah. throw the ball. Yeah. He had a strong arm. He, he did have a strong arm. He was the best athlete on the field. Yeah. And sometimes, just like in baseball, you put your best athlete at shortstop. Yeah. Are they a good shortstop? Maybe not. But you put them there. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't have a better one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not why I play there. There's better athletes. <laughs> <laughs> I think the tone of the room here is we should be optimistic that 
Yeah. All signs point to Joel getting a spot on the practice squad. Yeah. And I think it's so. not the Seahawks practice squad that he's put out enough good film that he could get on a practice squad. Yeah. And cool if it was close to home, especially since practice squad players don't make a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. And also because of all of our busyness and sickness and everything else that knocked us out, we haven't got to interview him yet. Yeah. That's going to be really happen, nice to interview him on a positive note. That's going to happen. Or on a close to home note, I guess. Oh, but, yeah. So yeah. we're not talking about Cle- uh, Cincinnati. I, yeah. I was saying Cleveland, but Cincinnati. Cincinnati yeah. would be kind of cool for him, though. Like, yeah. if he went to Cincinnati, they no. just won or went to the Super Bowl. I meant, like, you were saying on a close to home note. Oh, like, we like when he played about, for Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Right, like, right, right. It was cool to talk to him, but we aren't, like, following Cincinnati football. Right. Except for Justin, when he Justin was playing there. Yeah. Uh, well, we have a lot of Cincinnati football followers followers on our Twitter page because we tweet so much about Joel. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I love it. I we love got it. retweeted by Travis Kelsey also. That's true. Yeah, that and, was awesome. And uh, what's the name of the Cincinnati coach? Is it uh, Frickle or Yeah, Fickle? He, he, Frickle? He he tw- retweeted Frickle? us. He uh, liked their nice. post or something. Sweet. There's some activity yeah. from some high level Cincy people. Well, right? also. There's some more high-level people from Cincy on the Seahawks right now. Kobe Bryant yeah. played for the yeah. Bearcats, too. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, one more preseason game to go, and then we can get into the, the slog Wait, is there still this. four preseason games? No, there are three. No more preseason games to go, <laughs> and then we can get into the slog of this awful regular season that none of us are looking forward Dude, to. Dude, it's going to be so weird. I miss Russ. I'm, I miss him, too. Dude. Do it's going to be so weird. Do you guys want to do uh, like record predictions, or do you want to take another week? To... I'll do a record prediction. Well, how many I've games do they play now? Mind. 17? Yeah, yeah, I've changed my mind on this a few different times. They will win. They are going to go 4-13. and 13. Wow, that's worse than I think they're going to be. bad. Yeah. They are bad. I think they have <laughs> They enough... are young. And their quarterbacks are bad. But they haven't... I feel like there's enough top-level players on this team that they're going to end up winning some games. But aren't the top-level players dependent on the quarterback? You That's the problem that. That, I th- that I think they're going to run but into. Carroll is- runs a team where he keeps the quarterback from making as much positive impact as possible. Yeah, but they still have to deliver the ball to the... Oh, wait. There's just a tweet. Oh, that's cool. Three hours ago, the Seattle Seahawks tweeted, at JDeBlanco29 showed out in our last preseason game, flex emoji, 12 tackles, one half sack, one QB hit, pass defense. That's from the Seahawks that's official from this, Twitter page? Yeah, that's from the Seahawks official Twitter page. Okay. Because I was pulling it up on Bleacher Report to look at the schedule to give an accurate prediction of how many times I think they're going to lose. <laughs> but then that pops out. And if Joel DeBlanco makes the team, I mean, they're giving him some good pub at least. Take so that's that, cool. Mike Salk. So that's cool. <laughs> and that that's actually encouraging for making the team. I mean, yeah. the official team page pumping you out there, that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's look at this regular season schedule. Broncos, Monday night. That's a loss. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, that's a loss. Home or away? It's at San Fran. Early in the season? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Trey Lance's second game? Oh. Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, you're right. I forgot that Trey Lance is playing quarterback there now. So that one, okay, so that might be one of their wins. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. San Fran has a pretty good roster. Definitely a better roster outside of quarterback. Um, Atlanta versus at home against Atlanta. Atlanta's terrible. Okay, so you're thinking that could that's a win? Yeah. Mark at it down. De- at Detroit? The Lions, I don't care how many people pick them as a sneaky team to win or make the playoffs. No, <laughs> they're bad. They're the Lions. They'll always be uh, the Lions. The Saints? Uh, loss. Cardinals. Home or away? It's home. <laughs> win. Uh, you what? Cardinals. You think they're going to beat the Cardinals? They're going to split with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray's going to be surprised to not have Russell Wilson on the other team, and it's okay. going to be really confusing. Okay, but him. also, the Cardinals are usually good in the first half of the season. You have point. been winning that game and That's losing the one later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, Chargers. Loss. New York Giants. Win. Okay, so you have them at like four wins already. Yep. Uh, okay, Cardinals again. Loss. Tampa Bay Bucks. Old man Brady. Loss. Uh, See, I, that, or Raiders. Loss. I wouldn't be shocked if they won like that one. Right. <laughs> Rams. At the Rams. Loss. Versus the Panthers. Win. Who's? Oh. Uh, Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield, Against yeah. the 49ers at home. Loss. Trey Lance gets his footing by then. <laughs> at the uh, defense hasn't gotten any better. At the Kansas City Mahomes, loss. Uh, ooh, versus the Jets, win. That's six. Okay, <laughs> and then against the Rams. So you have them going. Six I was and gonna 11. say six and eleven okay. before this whole thing started. I was gonna say seven and ten, not because I think that they're seven and ten very good. I think that there are a lot of. Uh, I, th- I think they're going to finish the season better than they started the season because I think there's a lot of young, legitimate talent. Yeah. But also, I think they're going to win some games that they have absolutely no business winning. I think I just ex- I expect them to win at least I, two games. I'm, I'm with you on that, that. There's just no like. What are you doing? You shouldn't have won that game. You should feel bad for winning that game. <laughs> that stuff happens in the NFL. All it, the time. it does. It does. But am I the only one in the room who has such an importance on the quarterback position, which is widely yes. regarded as the most important position in all of sports? Yes. And I'm the because only one that believes about that. we're talking about a team that a quarterback, who's one of the better quarterbacks in the league, actively wanted to leave because he felt that his influence was being minimized. Okay. So I think that... I don't I understand that, how that... I'll, I'll how explain did, it. Okay. I'll explain it. I right. think that under Pete Carroll, a bad quarterback is not going to make the team as bad as, uh, as they would elsewhere. I also think a good quarterback is not going to make the team as good as, it would, uh, as they would otherwise. Because Pete Carroll does his best to minimize the impact of the quarterback position but on the game. I, I get what you're saying. But how many times, because of that philosophy, was the game left in the hands of Russell Wilson to save you at the end? And that is not something a bad quarterback can do. It's also left in the hands of the defense to save Russell Wilson at the end, though. Yeah. That also happened. Okay, so your defense is worse as well. No, our defense is going to be better, by the, especially by the end of the year. How? Just because they have a different Faster, coach? younger, Better coached. All of those things are going to make for a better defense by the end of the year. Okay. I do think that... that I uh, hope they're better coached. We have no idea. We're all assuming that anybody's better than what's-his-name, which probably, 
But that's what you're assuming. Which yes, that's an assumption. Uh, the coach from last year, the defensive coordinator, oh, Ken Norton. 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 Ken Norton. Yeah. Yeah. Clint Hurt, I think, is a better coach than, than Ken Norton. We'll see. But even if he's not, they're younger and faster. And so I think they'll be better by the end of the year. Yeah, but they're also less experienced. You don't right. have Bobby Wagner or K.J. Wright. Well, we didn't have K.J. Wright last year. Oh, you're right. Bobby Wagner. And, and we missed I feel him. like we're missing someone I, else. Jordan Brooks was the other linebacker last year, right? Yeah. yeah. It was. But there's I, one more. I don't, oh, uh, oh Daryl. Uh, Taylor? Taylor. Yeah, Darryl so he's Taylor. still there. Yeah. yeah. I, I just want to make clear, I don't think that we got better by cutting Bobby. I think Bobby has at least several more years, and I think that he was... I think he was playing better than it he looked last year yeah. because I think he was cleaning up a lot of mistakes from the people around him. And when you're the middle quarterback, you're always making the tackles. But whether they look good or not depends on whether you get set up to make good tackles or you're chasing people. Yeah. Is and he's going to be playing for I know. Los Angeles. That's going to be uh, fun. No, it's not. Is a pumpkin a gourd? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I really wanted to be super involved in your guys' conversation. And Daniel, like I everyone misspeaks. I misspeak more than anyone. You said regorded. Did I say regorded? <laughs> so well, all Andrew I think said of, middle quarterback. But all okay? I can think of when you said that, <laughs> when you said that <laughs> that what's stuck in my head now that. is an image of <laughs> someone someone having a gourd thrown at them, like a pumpkin. Yes. And then the person being like, no, that wasn't good enough. I need to regord you <laughs> and throwing. Pu- so I, I'm just picturing someone getting two pumpkins thrown at Gotcha. Them. David pumpkins? Regorded. David pumpkins? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So we got seven wins, six wins, and four wins. We'll see who wins the wins I contest. Mean, in your guys' defense, they do play both teams from New York. So that's a positive <laughs> step. And Detroit. True. So... Okay. Is, is there a team in the NFL that you haven't heard someone say, I think this team's going to surprise some people this year? Yeah, the Seahawks. Maybe they're the one. <laughs> because they have Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Is anyone saying that the Jags are going to surprise Yes, people? Really? I've heard Jaguars, I've heard Giants, I've heard Jets. A G- uh, well, over the, the, la- Jets over the last... Get a really good draft class. Like, people were talking about how good their draft class was. Yeah, and so they also had, like, a billion picks. They'd be saying it was yeah. good. But I don't yeah. know. I, but they're I, still the Jets. I believe that they can ruin it. All right, a, a all right. we just spent class. a long time talking about the Seahawks. Which, and a lot of it was talking about Joel, which is worth it. But can we talk about the Mariners? Yeah. Can we talk? Can, I mean, we're all Mariners fans now, right? Mm-hmm. Let's I have been freaking go. on this positivity train with the Mariners since day one. Get all in out of here on this team making the playoffs since the beginning of the season. Go Justin, M's baby. See us rise. Justin just That's like the Twitter that hashtag just thing. like that memory <laughs> that Facebook reminded us of 10 years ago mm-hmm. when you said that Matt Flynn was going to be the starting quarterback. <laughs> Don't try and twist the truth after the fact. I don't sir. remember any of that. <laughs> so, I hit my microphone. <laughs> was a good catch there. Thank you. Um, so the Mariners just took three of four from Cleveland, which is good because Cleveland is one of the teams that they'll be competing with down the stretch. Even if like, even if Cleveland wins their division, so we're not competing with them for the wild card right now. As it sits, the Mariners would play Cleveland in a three-game series in that first round of the playoffs. 
you're listening. Andrew's playing the Sorry. intro. Oh. I had to restart stuff so I could play audio. That makes sense. Uh, do we need to play commercial anywhere? Actually, do we need to do something else? Do, well, am I we, skipping things? No, we have Stump Daniel. We could do Mariners first. Okay. Let's do Mariners, and we'll do Stump Daniel, then we'll take a commercial break. Okay. I thought I was ruining things. No, no, I'm you're sorry. good. No, no, all good. So, great sign that they beat the Indian, or the, excuse me, the Guardians. Three out of four games. Canceled. Yeah. Darn it. <laughs> um, they didn't score many runs, but the Indians have a really good pitching staff, so it doesn't seem like that big of an issue. Um, also, Andres Munoz hopefully got his one bad outing of the second half of the series season out of his way, and that was the only reason why they lost. And that might be, Andrew, was that the first time? Did Have you heard that stat? Were the Mariners undefeated? This season, if they led after the eighth inning or starting the eighth inning. I haven't heard that. I can't I'm remember. Sorry. Anyway, they've been really good late in games. Andres Munoz has been amazing. Finally had a bad outing. They ended up losing the third game of the series. Bounce back, win the fourth game. Everything's looking good for this team, especially if Ty France is actually healthy, which was your argument during the two-minute drill when I said he needed to be sat down because... I might not have seen what happened today. <laughs> well, you he also did, have been saying that. He made that really for, good contact today. Okay. And I've been saying been, that for days, though. That's true. And I have been agreeing with you. And t- today, it looked like from what from the way he looked at the plate and the way he looked with talking about it afterwards, it sounded like he was feeling a lot better as far as his timing. Which yeah, also his timing in. has been... He's been chasing pitches. Yeah. He hasn't been showing visible signs of distress or wrist or there and and reporters shannon dreyer and other reporters in the locker room have been saying that he hasn't been getting any attention to his wrist he's like he wasn't you know getting special attention with it from the trainers and stuff so it was just assumption that he got his wrist hurt and now he's struggling that makes sense he definitely was struggling with his timing and he was talking today after the game, and he was saying that he felt like he was getting the timing back. And he did make, I don't actually, I know he hit one home run that was a sky shot. And I know he hit a line out that was like super hard hit and directly to a fielder. I don't know what the third was, yeah. but I know he had three hits over 100 miles per hour exit velocity. But velocity. Gotta love that exit velo. Exit velo. Or EV. Well, those say. are all good signs because the Mariners with Ty France. The Mariners without Ty France being an all-star look a lot different. Like, if Ty France is not an all-star caliber player, their lineup looks a lot different because they need him. Because right now they have a bunch of potential type guys. They have Julio, a bunch of potential type guys, guys who maybe are playing better or are starting to play better or have been hit hot swings and stuff up and down. They've got Hanniger, who's really good, and he's actually turning it on here now that he's finally back. Not turning it on. He's just finally back, and he's awesome. But if you don't have that third guy, then it's really sketchy. And Eugenio, I love him, but, I mean, he is hitting 226. So he's going to come up, and he's going to hit bombs. It's only homers. He's going to hit bombs, <laughs> but it's not the same. You know, you yeah. need that guy who's going to be. He's not be... a replacement for Ty. Exactly. So it's it gets sketchy if Ty France isn't an all-star. So that is extremely necessary. And I think that they can I still think that they're on the trajectory to make the playoffs. 
The schedule is going to help them, but they got to stop playing down to their opponents too because you can't. That's something they hadn't really done for most of the year. Yeah. And they just kind of started doing it. They lost a series to the Athletics and Rangers. Rangers, yeah. Yeah. At least they swept the Angels. Yeah. Like, get out of here, Angels. But you can't so play down to their defense. The Yankees, who we all agree is a better team. Yeah, talent wise, than the Mariners just lost to the Athletics. So, in a series, I th- actually think so, but I'm not certain. Okay, they I, are 19 and 27 since Carlos Beltran was last in the booth, according to this tweet. Yeah, I was gonna say the <laughs> Yankees <laughs> until like a week and a half ago, the Yankees were in a total free fall. Awesome. They, yeah. Yes. And then still somehow we're they like have, eight, eight or nine games up on. They have else one hit over their last 15 innings against the Athletics. They, That's Yankees amazing. Twitter's fans are a amazing read, in case <laughs> anyone enjoys schadenfreude. Is, <laughs> is, it Schadenfreud? is it Schadenfreud? Freud? Freud? Schadenfreud? Schadenfreud? I don't know. You're I going defer, to, I'll defer to you. That's I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say anything. All I know is, is Fran, or all I want to know is, is Francis, one of them. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think he pays attention enough. I, I think he's like, oh, baseball hasn't pumpkins started yet. Are you back to pumpkins a gourd? I was doing it away from the mic. It's in the so same family. It's in the same family. It's a gourd family. It's a member of the gourd family. Yes. Okay. So the Yankees are five and five in their Ooh. last ten, and the Mariners are six and four in their last ten. There's nobody with really any good streaks going right now. Nobody's going streaking in the American League. Looking at overall, the Mariners. Oh wow, sweet! So the the Blue Jays have lost three in a row. So the Mariners are actually second in the wild card right now, half a game behind Tampa Bay. Let's go! Yeah. All right, Justin. I feel like we're losing you. I, uh, okay, so I was going to talk about Ichiro. Justin's like, I was all in on I'm the Mariners, so but now you're talking about other baseball teams. Well, right. Let me tell you why I got <laughs> distracted. Because as I'm searching up that a pumpkin is a member of the Gourd family, I also learned that the Gourd family includes cucumbers, honey, honeydew yep. melons, yep. cantaloupe, what? watermelons, and zucchini. Watermelons? Yeah. I yeah. had no idea. Amazing. Fascinating. The more you know. They're all the big vines. You know. with, they're all vines with big things on them except for cucumbers and small learning is fun what was the thing with the it, ichiro girl I, I didn't watch the video oh well the ichiro girl so have you ever do you remember that old viral it's video kind of embarrassing for her right I felt, that's mostly. what i thought but she was like embracing <laughs> it she was like all about it so this girl ichiro went like crashing into the stands kind of to try and catch a ball mm-hmm. didn't get it but kind of bumped into her a little bit she was sitting in that you know where the corner like juts out the farthest on the right field line? Mm-hmm. She was sitting in the very closest seat to it. And he kind of bumped into her a little bit and then went, are you okay? And like patted her on the shoulder a little bit. And she was like, got shell-shocked. Yeah, completely, completely lost it. Yeah, and then was like, he touched me! He touched me! I gotta, I gotta call my mom! And she like, was a child when this happened? She was a teenager. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not, Probably like... Not. That's 17, 18. It's more. It was. I was more embarrassed for her. Yeah. Than, oh, yeah. Like, but she embraced it. Yeah. So like, love credit it. to her. And she got to throw a first. So pitch, she got so. out to throw the first pitch on Friday night, mm-hmm. I think. And she didn't know that 
Ichiro was going to be catching the first pitch, too. So, like, she goes out there, and she's like, oh, yeah, you know. And they're like, Ichiro, girl, Iris, whatever her name is. And then they're like, but what? <laughs> I'm doing my best PA announcer voice, That's which that good. guy's voice is awesome. But he's like, what Iris doesn't know is Ichiro will be catching the first pitch. And she's like, <laughs> loses her mind all over again. That's pretty that was good great. PA voice. Huh, thank you. I like that. Practiced it every now. So and then. what you guys were getting a little, <laughs> you guys were getting a little emotional over Ichiro Hall of Fame weekend. Yeah, during his and uh, all of the highlights of his career, and I was like, man, I forgot how good and how awesome Ichiro was. And then listening to everybody else talk about him, and then his speech was Which really is, good. I think the first time that he spoke English in on like on the record. Yeah, I mean he's done it in like commercials briefly. Yes, like yeah, yeah, very yeah. briefly. But he Junior, was, yeah, he went full on English, and was great. He and it was awesome. It was really emotional. It's on YouTube. Yeah, uh, Seattle Mariners YouTube yep. channel has the whole 40-minute induction ceremony, and it was yeah. awesome. It was really good. 40 minutes. The whole ceremony. If you, I think his speech was like 18 minutes, yeah. and that's because and people that's, clapped after like every <laughs> sentence. Yeah. That's cut out. They cut that out in case you just want to watch his speech. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was still 18 minutes? Yes, it was, it was oh about gosh. 18 minutes. It was really long, but it was worth it. Like I was, I was tearing up watching it, and the funniest part, I think the funniest part... Was when he was like, Jamie Moyer, I really like you. And you played until you were 49. And I really respect that. And everybody cheers. And he's like, but you talk so much. (laughs) When I first came here, you talked to me for 30 minutes in English. And I had no idea what you said. And then he's like, and even now when you talk to me, I still can't understand most of what you say. <laughs> it was just, oh, it's hilarious. Jamie Moyer, a fast talker? I think he's, he might be a fast talker and, or Southern accent. Oh, okay. Because like, if he was a fast talker, that'd yeah. be, that'd be based on his pitch speed. <laughs> that'd that's, be ironic. That's a contrast. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> or maybe so, it's compensating. He talks super fast because he pitches right. so slow. Anyway, yeah. it was really good. Um, I wasn't expecting to get it super emotional about it. Just like I wasn't expecting to get emotional when Kyle Seeger got pulled out of the game and I was like crying. I was not expecting to get this emotional about Ichiro. And then Courtney, my wife, was like, when I was watching it, I was getting teary-eyed when Ichiro would like mention other players. She was like, this was the team you like grew up watching, right? And I was like... Yeah, you know, it's like Edgar yeah. and Jamie and Dan yeah, Wilson, and I'm, I'm just like getting emotional. Not gonna lie. <laughs> well played. That, that's that's what he said. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It was good times. Yeah, good I've got stuff. something for earlier when we were talking about uh, how Justin was a believer in. Uh, oh, okay. In, in I would uh, be shocked, shocked if Russell Wilson starts Week One. <laughs> shocked. That's elated, that's- but shocked. <laughs> And I'll be surprised if he doesn't. Not shocked. Surprised. Shocked. See, you're not you're not being extreme enough. You'd be shocked. That's your job. Shocked. You know, I used to be the one who was just overreaction and crazy, but I think you've taken over my role there. No, see, I'm not overreacting. I'm being a jerk. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I heard that whole clip, right? I don't remember. I did not remember that whole clip. 
That's so good. <laughs> so, for context, for anyone who may not have been around in 2012 when yeah. in the original iteration of our show, <laughs> this was relating to throughout the preseason, Matt Flynn was signed, Russell Wilson was amazing in preseason, dazzling in preseason. Yeah, Matt Flynn had a s- soggy elbow. Right. We all loved soggy. Russ, but my opinion at the time was that the inevitable choice at quarterback was Matt Flynn because they had paid him that money. Which now, when you when you look back on the amount of money he was paid, it's nothing compared to what quarterbacks get paid now. Yeah. But at the time, that was like starting quarterback money. Yeah. And it would have been conceivably... It could hurt you in other parts of the team, which was my main thinking. Like, you don't yeah. pay a guy this money and then not play him. Right. So I was loud wrong there. <laughs> I like but that, that does wrong. not apply to this Mariners team. I have been on the boat <laughs> from the beginning with All positivity. Right. All right. Yeah. Get out of here, mister. I will not be hurt again. <laughs> Stop being optimistic. Those are the things you said. Well, it's time for my favorite <laughs> part of go. the show. Serving questions up on a silver platter where the points are made up and the rules don't matter. Time for Stump Daniel Pivot. (laughs) Nice segue. Stump Daniel is brought to you by the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz. No relation. What's the A stand for? Daniel, (laughs) we have discussed this before. Streaming services. Right. There are too many of them. Yes. They all cost money. I think there's way more now than when the last time we discussed so it. So many more, but do you it recall? Just keeps going. My opinion at the time was how my anger was how many of these am I expected to pay for to watch the shows I want to watch? What if there was a service that would just bundle all the channels together? Oh wait, that's cable. Right. We already had that. Yep. But you had to watch it live. But since then, there's just, like, not only are there way more, but they're all, like, rising up to the same level. It used to be, like, Netflix, and then everything else, and there were levels. They're all making their own content and everything, yeah. to the point where sometimes I'll be listening to a podcast or the radio, and I'll hear about this cool show, and I'll be like, oh, that's cool, I might check that out. And then just to find out it's exclusive, crea- created by one of these streaming platforms that I don't have. Exactly. Yeah. So, Daniel. And that- for me, that's... The ones I don't have, the main ones that I don't have, because I feel like, but there's so many growing. Yeah. But anything that people are like, oh, you go watch this show, it's on HBO Max. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have that. Oh, you watch this show, it's on Apple TV. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have that one either. Those two are making a lot of the best shows. Yeah, but I got Amazon, watched a good movie. Well, I don't know if it's a good movie. A fun movie <laughs> on Amazon the other night. It was an Amazon original, Sandra Bullock. Channing Tatum, Brad Pitt, Daniel Radcliffe, are and that all was actors. A, and that was the <laughs> Amazon original. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sweet, yeah. Although Brad Pitt was more of a cameo, it was really weird. It was kind of funny. Well, Daniel, that inspired. <laughs> he got this. shot in the head very unexpectedly. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert! Right? Well, I didn't say what movie it is, but you could probably figure it out from the death. <laughs> I was shocked. It's like that, that cast back in the day with Scream, yeah, where they promoted it as a Drew Barrymore film, <laughs> and then she gets murdered in the first scene and yes. is not in the whole rest of the movie. Right? Sorry, right. spoiler alert. Yeah, for that twenty-five-year-old movie, <laughs> at least. <laughs> well, that Daniel, that frustration about streaming platforms yes. inspired this edition of Stemp Daniel, which I will call 
on which streaming service can you find this popular show? If one more oh, person no. tells me I need to watch Ted Lasso. Dude, I don't have that one. I'm going to give you a show. What, what is that one on? Apple? Oh. Or HBO. It's on one of those two. Oh, okay. Daniel, I'm going to give you a show. You're going to tell me which streaming platform you find it on. Okay. The first one. Come on, give me an easy one. Only Murders in the Building. Ah, crap. I don't know that one. Big hit. Is it really? Steve Martin, Selena Gomez, oh, some other famous old guy I can't Steve remember. Steve Martin's great. <laughs> I haven't even seen commercials for it, so it must not be one of the ones I have. It's a good show. I've watched all of it. Which ones do you have? <laughs> Is it a good show? Like, yeah. Do you I think like I it. would like it? Yeah. You think Courtney would like it? I think so. It's there is, there's murder in it, but it's kind of a quirky. We've watched all of the murder shows that used to be on TV. Yeah, it's like a, it's not a serious drama show. It's more of like a quirky comedy. Then we would show. love it. Yeah. Steve but the Martin's fact that awesome. I haven't seen it yet, I'm assuming that it's on HBO. Excellent. Be prepared for Selena Gomez to talk like this the entire time, and it's <sighs> really weird and kind of annoying. Why? I don't really know. I'm gonna say HBO. Ooh, I'm sorry, that's incorrect, Daniel. It's on Hulu. Oh, we are watching that tonight. It is a Hulu exclusive. We've been on Hulu watching Bones for the last like month and a half, and then the Castle show before that. Yeah, the show Bones, okay. and then we are watching. We just finished Castle again. Oh, these I, are both the second time we've watched I, through these shows. I will say, in defense, so of we're watching the, Hulu now. In defense or, of the many streaming services thing, at least you only have to pay for one at a time. That's if good. you want oh. to like watch a show. Cancel your subscription. Subscribe to another one. Like you could pay for it, a different. And it doesn't blew my mind. It doesn't work with all Whereas these. Cable. Though. You better be ready to watch cable for the next three years or yeah. however long. I don't know. Although I gotta say, I'm kind of terrible when this discussion comes up because I just remembered. I was like, oh, I could totally cancel these, and then I was like, wait a second. I, I only pay for Netflix. <laughs> We use somebody else's Hulu, Ooh. and we use somebody else's Ooh. Amazon. You're not supposed to say that out loud. I know. In public. Well, actually, do we use our or do we pay for our Amazon? Are we just on your account, but we pay for our own section of it? How's no, that you, work? You're just you're uh, we're, we're, we're in the family. Same family. We're, we're family. in the family. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're over one, Daniel. <laughs> I admit nothing. <laughs> Next show. We're family. Dang it. <laughs> Huge show. I believe I heard this show has the largest budget per episode of any show in history. Game of Thrones? House of the Dragon. So Game oh. of Thrones? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Game of Thrones part two. <laughs> part two. Oh, yeah, that's the question. Yeah. Uh, HBO. HBO Max is correct. Yes. You're one for two. Yeah, I knew that one. Third one, Daniel. The aforementioned Ted Lasso. Which streaming platform is Ted Lasso on? I should know this, because so many people tell me to watch it. You should watch it. It's a really good show. People say it's amazing. It's really good. It's between HBO Roy and Kent, Apple. Roy Kent. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. <laughs> oh... Legitimately, Roy Kent is my one of my favorite characters from any show I've ever watched. Ted Lasso. The, oh, that's his his character. No, his, Ted Lasso is the main. Is character. the main character. Roy Kent is, is one, one of, of the, the other main characters. Is, is one it, of the players. Okay. I'm gonna say HBO Max. Ooh, I'm it's sorry. Apple? It's Apple TV Plus. You're one for three. 
So how much does that cost? And do you have to be an Apple user? You do not have to be an Apple user. You can have an Apple account and subscribe to it. I'm not entirely sure how much it costs because we got like a year free when we bought one of our phones. Gotcha. So okay. I've never paid for it, but I have it. Most nice. people I feel that watch it have Apple phones and yeah. got it for free. Yeah. So what you need to it's do is I here's what I need you to do. I need you to watch the show on yeah. your phone. Yeah. Screen record. Okay. <laughs> I think they have Send me every episode. I think they have uh, safeguards in place so you can't screen record while there's a show stream. Do they? Yeah. Well, of course it's an Apple phone. Yeah. Dang You're it. not in control yeah. of your Apple phone. <laughs> You're I think one for I can three, find Daniel. it on one of those really old websites that I used to go to, Andrew, when I would like watch movies. What were those websites? I can't even remember the names of those places, but I'd go and watch like. Again, I'm not imagining anything. <laughs> hypothetically, hypothetically, I watched Snow Train or Snowpiercer before it came out in theaters. Good movie. <laughs> hypothetically, Snowpiercer is a movie. It was a movie. Yeah, oh. it had Chris Evans in it. I think. Oh, really? Yeah, and I That's watched it. That's the one it. with the train. Yeah. It's the train that goes around the world constantly because, like, the world yeah, froze or something. Yeah, so they made a show of that. Yeah, I've, I've heard that they made a show okay. about it. The movie was very, very Never interesting. Never knew there was a movie. Where and can you find the show, Justin? Is that one of the next questions? No. Okay. <laughs> I think that's an Amazon one, though. So, I watched the movie on some... No, hypothetically, I might have watched the movie on one of these sites. <laughs> And then I was talking to my friend about it, and then the next day I saw Coming Soon to Theaters, and I was like, oh crap! Why is there a cop at the door? <laughs> they here for you, Daniel? Because oh, of your admission? Yep. Da they can't find this place. Da Daniel's sister, Jewel, says that she loves going around and saying no in Ro Roy's voice. Oh, and... Uh, from Ted Lasso. From I Ted think. Lasso? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. What's that sound like, Justin? I don't remember. <laughs> They've got a really deep voice. Also, she says know. that Daniel has to watch Ted Lasso. Yeah. My favorite thing about... She's one of the people. My Ian, favorite thing Ian about Roy Kent watch it. is that he literally responds to people in grunts. Yeah. People will ask him a question and he'll go... Hmm. <laughs> and they'll ask him another question and he'll go... <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. All right. She-Hulk, Daniel. Which streaming platform... That's a show or yeah, a That's a new show. That's a new, new show, show yeah. I thought it was a movie. No, it's a new show. Not your typical Marvel show. It's more, it's more lighthearted comedy and less action. That's got to be Disney Plus, thing. right? Doesn't Disney Plus own all the Marvel stuff? Final answer. Yeah, that's correct. It is Disney Plus. You are two for five. Let's go. Wait, two for five. One, two. Three, when that happened? Four. Actually, that was only four. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you are two for four. <laughs> two for four. The all resort, right. Daniel. This is the new show with uh, Cheaty from The Good Place and uh, and like the How Chidi. I Met Your Mother Mom. How I Met Your Mother Mom? Is there a mom in How I Met Your Mother? You mean Lily? No. The mom that they introduce you to in the final season. Oh, I never oh, watched the final season. I didn't watch the last season. I'm I not going to tell you I what happens, out. but it's infuriating. I cut out before the last season because I fell behind and then somebody told me it sucked, so I didn't watch it. Yeah. So I'm going to be. Is, you, you don't want to know. It was probably you. It was probably you. You told me it sucked, and so I was like, Don't watch no. the end. Okay. Do you want me to tell you what happens? Yeah, after this, or right now. Spoiler alert if you don't want to know what happens in How I Met Your Mother, turn on, skip forward 15 seconds. Or hit mute if they, you're watching on live. In the last like season and a little bit of the f other final season, they yeah. introduce you to a lovely, wonderful woman. 
Okay. Who they then kill off. What? And then the whole point of the show was that Ted was explaining his all this stuff to his kids because he just wanted to hook up with Robin. Are you serious? And at the end of the show, they kill off the mother, and he goes and, and is with Robin. You know, that makes sense, because Ted's the worst. Yeah, well, yes. Ted is the worst. Ted's the worst, but I was more upset with the creators of the show. Yeah. I'm like, why are you introducing me to this person only to have them die horribly? That's horrible. Yeah. Jewel says that she watched the first episode of She-Hulk last night and barely got through it and almost barfed, so... Oh. Apparently, She-Hulk's not that great. Almost Yikes. barfed because it was bad or because it was gross? Keep an eye out for that message, because I want to know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the resort, Daniel. What platform? I'm gonna say... Netflix. Ooh, I'm sorry, you're incorrect. It's dang. Peacock! Get out of here, it is Peacock! A Peacock original. Gosh dang it, I don't need Peacock coming in here trying to make things that I need to watch! Jewel says that it was bad. Okay, okay. Bad, not gross. Okay. Gotcha. I might try to fight through it. <laughs> a League of Their Own, Daniel. The new A League of Their Own series. That better be good, by the Ron way. With Ron Swanson in it. Is Ron Swanson in it? Yeah, he's does, the coach. Does he play uh, No Crying in Baseball? Nick Offerman is well, in it. Okay, so you have to yeah. know this is this is not a yeah Nick Offerman. This is not. He's also in the resort. Um, this is not a recreation or a. They're not telling the same story as the original movie. It is a new cast telling a new story in the same setting. So he's not the same character as Tom Hanks was in the movie. Gotcha. But he is the coach of the team. Also, I'm saying all of this. I've never watched the show. I've just heard it described. So I'm going to say that feels feels like an Amazon type thing. I'm going to go with Amazon. Prime Video is correct. Yes! Three for six, Daniel. Three to go. You're doing pretty well, I think, actually. A little better than I thought. Dude, I'm sorry do. if it's the buzzing is me. I've got I'm two phone guy now, and it's really weird. You it have might both be of me. them with you. I need both of them with me at all times. Which isn't <laughs> well, I guess awful. I don't need my personal one with me at all times. It's <laughs> so funny that you have like you feel insecure about being two phone guy. When I was two phone guy, I thought it made me pretty cool. Really? I yeah. feel lame. Yeah. Was that so long ago that it was not common to have a phone at all? It was not that <laughs> long ago. Okay. But it was long enough ago that almost nobody had two phones. I right. bet. Okay. Okay. Severance, Daniel. Oh, crap. Never heard of this one. Oh, really? This is the first one that I'm, like, completely blind. It on. has... Oh, shoot. What's the name of the guy who plays Ben Wyatt in Parks and Rec? Adam uh, Scott. Adam Scott. Adam Scott right. is, the, is the main character of Severance. Okay. It's actually a really interesting show where they... Dude, the, do you have all of the services? Uh, no, Peacock? but I have more than... I get Peacock for free. Okay. Uh, I have more than I'm happy to admit that I have. Gotcha. Yeah. I also have HBO. HBO was one of the ones that I was like, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and pay for it because they make enough stuff that I like. Okay. Oh, anyway, so the show Severance. is about... It's about a company who medically implants something into their employees' brains voluntarily. Okay. That they are a different person when they're at home and at work, and those two separate existences have no knowledge of each other. Sort of the opposite of Two Phone Guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna say Netflix. Apple TV Plus. I'm sorry, Daniel. You, you, you're back under 500. Three for seven, two to go. If you get them both right, you can get back up Jewel to Jewel says, too bad Daniel can't phone a friend. She knows all of these. <laughs> oh. Dang it. 
I need to FaceTime her really quick. <laughs> the boys, Daniel. What streaming service is the boys on? I should know this. A former coworker of mine watched it all the time. One of the most disturbing and intriguing shows I've it's ever seen. Disturbing. The parts that I've seen, mostly disturbing. Yeah. I like the show. That doesn't shock me at all. I think I told you about the show. You did? Well, you showed me a clip of the show that was funny. <laughs> That's true. And I was like, oh, I'm going to check out that show. And then I watched an episode, and I texted you, and I was like, oh, I watched this, that show. And you were like, I didn't recommend that to you. <laughs> I was just showing you a funny clip. That's on Amazon, isn't it? Amazon Prime? Prime Video is correct. There we go. You are four for eight. If you get this last one right, Daniel, you can be over 500, which I would say is something you should be proud of. Cougar Zone? Coog zone. There we go. Okay. If you get it wrong, husky zone. Oh, wow. barf. It's a, that's a big this swing. This is a high-pressure situation. Ozark, Daniel. Oh, what streaming platform does Ozark on? <laughs> this is one I feel like I should know. This show's been around for a while. Right. That's why I feel like I should know it, but I... It's one of those ones, though, that I feel like they waited forever between seasons to the point where I watched the first season and kind of liked it, but it took so long for the next season to come out. I was like, I'd have to whole rewatch that whole first one, and too much of it happened in a strip club, and I'm not going to go through that again. Right, yeah. I was kind of hoping that you were going to use Stranger Spoiler Things alert. at some point, and that's kind <laughs> of a similar situation, right? Like, I haven't watched the last season of Stranger Things because it took forever since the last I will watch season. every episode of every season of Stranger Things. I love that show. I See, that to me, that was the difference with Ozark, is it was just, I liked it, but I didn't love it. Gotcha. And you loved Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. The new season of Stranger Things is really good. Okay. That's good. Okay, that's good to know. So I got Stranger Things. What was the other thing I needed to watch? Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. No. <laughs> no, there was one on Hulu. What was like the first one? It was oh, on Hulu. Only Murders in the Building. Right. Okay. So Only Murders in the Joel Building. Joel says that one's okay. Which one? Only Murders. Oh. Okay. I like she it. She says Ted Lasso is king. Ted Lasso's better. Okay. I like Only Murders. But I already have Hulu. I don't have the other thing. So I'm going to say <laughs> Ozark is on Netflix. Going to keep guessing it till I get it. Coog Zone, baby! Yes! Five for nine. Champion of the night, Daniel Hargrove. Let's go! And that... Yeah, I'm, I'm getting, getting emotional, emotion. not gonna lie. That dramatic victory for Daniel will lead us into a break, but first I want to just say we're going to talk about local sports. There's yes. a couple of players that we didn't get to talk about with Daniel because we weren't together. I want to bring those kids back up so we can talk about them together. We're going to name an Ole Penn Real Estate Athlete of the Week and I'll talk a little bit about the football jamboree that happened on Friday right on the other side of this commercial break. Do you have a legal situation and need someone on your side? Let the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz be your advocate. If you've been the victim of medical malpractice, suffered a personal injury, or need representation with real estate law, small business law, or estate planning, let Jeff Domashevitz put his 29 years of experience to work for you. Call Jeff Domashevitz today at 360-612-3991 or visit domashevitzlaw.com. That's D-A-M-A-S-I-E-W-I-C-Z-L-A-W.com. Thank you again to our sponsors, the law officer of Jeffrey Adamashevitz. No relation. What's the A stand for? And Oli Penn Real Estate. The sponsor of our Oli Penn Real Estate Athlete of the Week. Is that where we're at? Yeah. We didn't answer the question. We had a question here. Yeah. So we got two candidates. Yeah. 
We got Joel DeBlanco. Yeah. Big game. Yeah. 12 tackles. Yeah. <laughs> Vast defense. Yeah. Half a sack. Quarterback hit. Yeah. Great game. Yeah. And we got Beast Mode. Yeah. One of our fan favorites, or one of our favorites, as I'm knocking stuff over. <laughs> Who did Beast Mode get it for the Little League World Series? Or the Wiffle Ball World Series? Uh, it wasn't a World Series. For the Wiffle Ball Young Life Tournament, that's what it is. I couldn't decide what to do there. And also, the wiffle ball World Series was the old wiffle ball game at your house. My, yeah, the, exactly. there was a little bit of conflict over uh, rules and pitch speed and stuff, and I decided I wanted to leave it alone instead of perpetuating something that could potentially make other people upset by going publicly. I think the way the rules were set up of that tournament, you, I wasn't there, so I will bombard these people who were complaining. <laughs> I will ba- bombard. He doesn't care. bombard. Yeah. Um. The rule was what seventy five percent. Yeah. You have no idea how hard Beast Bode can throw. So don't don't think that he wasn't throwing seventy five percent. I started to create a graphic. Like come to on. To name Beast Bode the Oli Penn Real Estate Athlete yeah, of the Week. You should have. And then I thought to myself, because <laughs> I went and. Uh, I trolled in some messages pretty hard. Yeah, you did. It was pretty. It was pretty good. And I never know what percentage of people understand that most of what I say is tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um, and I, my thought was like, I don't know. care at all if people think I'm a jerk. Yeah. But I didn't want to put something forward that could potentially make people like give Bodhi a hard time. Yeah. Because he didn't deserve it. He oh. even asked me at one point, "You think I'm throwing too hard?" And I was like, no, just watch the way you throw when you're pitching against kids. Everything's fine. Yeah. We played against teams, and nope, uh, some of the teams didn't think he was throwing too hard at all. Yeah. And if there was one that it, they, if they thought he was throwing too hard, they didn't say anything. Yeah. But anyway, I digress, because people don't care about our, our wiffle ball beefs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the, so the thing is, for next year, yeah, if at all possible... There will be a radar gun. There's been some... If at all possible. Yeah. Because if you have a percentage of how hard you can throw... That's I mean, I'm sorry. Subjective. It's incredibly subjective. And also, my brother can throw really friggin' hard. So 75% from him is going to be a heck of a lot more than you're going to want to face. And if I'm pitching, I better be allowed to pitch as hard as I freaking can because <laughs> it's going to be at, like, upper 50s. Exactly. Well, have no fear, people. Because we will be putting together a committee and probably a subcommittee. Yeah. And then that An subcommittee will have multiple subcommittees. I was a little <laughs> annoyed. To discuss and yeah. implement rules. Yes. For, and we can take it off of the plate of the organizer of the tournament yes. who's literally trying to juggle a thousand balls at the same when time. Somebody, literally. When somebody like threateningly, like quote unquote threateningly was like, well, I'll put you in charge of the rules committee. You know what my response to that was? Yes, please. <laughs> That's right up my alley. Yeah. You know why? Because my family is the best <laughs> at finding every loophole and exploiting He's it. A- and then people get upset <laughs> at us for it and we're like, that wasn't in the rules. And then, and you're then like, they get mad at us Hargrove. for it. And, yeah. And then <laughs> and then they're like, Oh, you must be a horror grove. And I'm like, You mean someone who follows the rules? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We don't break the rules. We just bend them. We bend them as far as they can go without them. We use them to our advantage by bending them. Do we bend them? 
or do we just follow just them take advantage explicitly? Of, <laughs> do we just take advantage of the fact that the people that made the rules hadn't dealt with us before? <laughs> anyway, that might be it. Long story okay. short, no, we did not name Bodie the athlete of the week. Okay, after that. So you're gonna. So I know what Joel did. I do not know the stance on what Bodie did. So okay, so hit what, me with that. The reason I put Bodie down here is because from the football jamboree, and yeah. I watched a lot of these teams, and I was thinking if there's a standout athlete from them. I watched Montesano score six touchdowns and Bodie scored three of them. Nice. So that felt to me like athlete of the week potential. What position does he play? He is playing wide receiver cool. and also cornerback. Okay, nice. I mean, he's good at both. Three touchdowns in a jamboree sounds good enough for me. Yeah, a couple of them deep bombs. Yeah. So, so I'm going with Bodie on this. Bodie Polar. Yeah. And hopefully next week we have news about Joel DeBlanco making the team. Yeah. Then he can be athlete Ooh. of the week. Ooh, we we got football on Friday. Yeah, we got high school football. Oh on Friday. yeah, we got the Aberdeen Hoquiam game. Monty Black Hills. Do you know who Elmo's playing? Someone, <laughs> and probably. Dude, you know what's funny? Now that I'm working down in Lewis County. Yeah. I sorry, I just had to process that for a second. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I met the kid. I met the kid who was the start kid. He's not a kid anymore, but he was the starting quarterback for Morton White Pass. The team that beat Raymond at the Tacoma Dome that I went and broadcast. Mm. Apparently, they went to the championship game. Morton White passed it three years in a row and lost in the title game every year. Ooh. Brutal. Brutal. They went undefeated his junior and senior year until the title games. Brutal. That sucks. According anyway. to Max Preps, which we've discussed before, isn't always accurate. Right. But according to Max Preps, on the ninth, they, Elma will play their first game against Cascade Christian. At, Ooh, at Cascade one. Christian. Ooh, that's a tough first game. Tough. Wait. I'm sorry. Home. Okay, home they against be, Cascade Christian. Home, host home host Cascade, Cascade Christian. Okay. And then yeah. Monty's at Black Hills. Hoquiam and Aberdeen are playing against each other. Sadly, at Olympic Stadium. Yeah. Because... I drive by Stewart Field every now and then, and it still doesn't look like There's a field. not a field there. Yeah. And that's that's really sucky. Yeah. So, yeah, be, I'm going with Beast Bode. Beast Bode. Well, congratulations, Bodie Polar, for your performance in the Jamboree. You are our Oli Penn Real Estate Athlete of the Week. So now let's talk a little bit about uh, that Jamboree yeah. that had a few of our local teams in it. Um, it was unquestionably Montesano that looked the sharpest. I think if you, um, you know, talk to some of their coaches, they would say, Hey, we got a, y- a lot of young guys and it's, er- it's preseason. we got a-, a lot of young guys and we've got a long way to go and we're not where we want to be, but you got to be happy with, you know, scoring six touchdowns and allowing zero. Mm-hmm. I think you got to feel pretty good about that, especially with how hard uh, touchdowns were to come by for all these teams, all these varsity teams playing, um, I think there was a couple of big standouts for me um, outside of Bodie, which I already mentioned three touchdowns. Caleb Ames, who is another receiver um, for Montesano, played extremely well. He is not only really good at he's he's tall and long and fast, and he can get out and and go get the ball, but he's also really strong and tough to bring down. He made a play where. With the ball in his hands, he ran through some defenders down the left sideline and then lunged forward full extension to get the nose of the ball over the goal line. And I have a, I took a picture of it, and 
you know, like when you do that lunge move, how hard it is to keep a knee or a hip or an elbow from hitting the ground. He did it in a way where it was like flat ball over the goal line. Like everything hit the ground at the same time. Nice. So he did it perfectly. The referee made a good a good job making the right call on that one, calling it a touchdown. I think Caleb Ames is definitely a player to watch. Um, we didn't get to see a lot of Ethan Blundred, which is Montesano's halfback. I think I watched a lot of him in JV last year, and he is fast and strong and explosive, and I think you're going to see a lot of him um, making big impact plays for Monty. And Jaden McElravey... Um, is he number 11? Yeah. He does not look like the same kid from last year. Transformation. It's. I saw some pictures that you posted yeah. on Facebook. I didn't recognize him. Yeah. He lost... Uh, and you have to understand, too, like, Jaden was... It's not like Jaden was overweight. No. But he made a conscious decision in the offseason. I'm going to trim down and become as explosive and fast as I can. And he lost a bunch of weight. He is trim. And he has, like... He, he was shifty... To a point last year and really hard to bring down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you're going to see, I think, a different version of Jaden this year because he has become an explosive runner um, with a lot of speed, acceleration, and quickness. Um, and in addition to what I assume will be an improvement on his passing consistency, because he made he had some really good games and made a lot of really good passes last year. It was just there was a little consistency issues here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, have it Having it been his first year as the starter for varsity, so now he'll have an opportunity to, to have – he had an offseason to fine-tune those skills. Um, I would say he looked decisive. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing in the Jamboree was there wasn't hesitation. It never looked like he didn't know what to do. He was taking the snap. He knew exactly where he wanted to go. He wanted to do. He made those decisions quickly. So I think definitely good showing for Montesano there. Um, as far as Hoquiam goes, um, you know, everyone who was paying attention knows last year was a really, really rough year for Hoquiam. Um, didn't pick up any wins until I think they played like a... Very late. They played a game that was like after the season was over. They played against another team, um, and they got a win there. They had really low turnout. They had, I believe, only two seniors or something like yeah. that. So, and la- I think they were both hurt for most of the year. Right. So last year was a really tough year for Hoquiam. When I watched at the summer scrimmages in Tumwater, I was kind of encouraged by what I saw. You know, it was a little bit more competitive. I thought they had some skill position players who could make some things happen. Um at least as far as when they played against Montesano in the Jamboree, it was not. There wasn't much encouraging. Um, they did complete a couple of passes, a couple of short to medium range passes. Um, but in total, in 10 plays, probably gained about 20 yards and then threw a pick on the last play. Um, and then defensively just could not keep up with how much speed Monty had at all their skill positions. So... Um, I don't want to say that that's going to be a forecast for how things are going to happen this season. Maybe that they, they, they learned a lot from that jamboree, but it wasn't much encouraging there um, for Hoquiam. As far as Elma goes, I watched them play in the Montesano game, and it was, I would say, a very similar result to when Monty played Hoquiam, except offensively Elma struggled more than Hoquiam did. Um, just not being able to, you know, create holes on blocks, uh, missed a couple of open receivers or maybe opens to, to uh, they missed a couple of receivers who would have had a chance to make a play on the ball. Yeah. 
Um, and then defensively, again, just couldn't keep up with the speed. But when Elma played against Rochester, um, I think that was actually the first scrimmage of the day. No, it was the second scrimmage. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They played against Rochester, and they were pretty stout defensively. They really made the Warriors work to get down the field. And then the last play, they held them out of the end zone on a goal line stand on what I thought was a really impressive stand for Elma after, you know, 10 plays of just, like, you know, pounded in a few yards at a time, a few yards at a time, and then they held him at the end. Um, offensively, they still didn't get much going, but at least there was that positive sign. I've also heard, I heard about, because um, Aberdeen played in a jamboree. In think, Ording. Yeah, yeah, yesterday, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I heard that, I talked to one of the younger players, uh, freshman, and he said it didn't go well for the freshman in JV, but it went very well for the varsity. So that's all the information I know there. Yeah. But he said it went well, and I believe Ording was there, Eatonville was there, and I can't remember the other teams that were there. It was on Alaska. It was Ording, Eatonville, Aberdeen, on Alaska, which is, to me, is such a weird combination. Very odd mix. Because, well, Eatonville makes sense. They're they're 1A, but they're a really good 1A. Yeah. Aberdeen's a good 2A. Was Ording 2A or 3A? I want to say they're 2A, but... I'm not positive. And then Ani is a B school. Yeah. So, but a good B school usually. Yeah. I, I think uh, that when my understanding is when Aberdeen played against Onalaska, they didn't play their varsity starters the whole time. They played them for just a few plays. And then they were using that as a, a way to mix in some of the backups. Um, I do know that Jeremy Sawyer scored a 40-yard touchdown on the first play of that scrimmage. Um, and there was some more stuff that I got on that. Um, but I don't remember if there was much that was really significant, but, um, I did get some notes from someone I know who's an Aberdeen fan about some players to watch for. Um, some of these guys we know, some of them I hadn't heard of before. Yeah. Um, but Cale Goings will be the returning starter at quarterback he's also a linebacker and it's very possible that we could see Aberdeen throw a lot more this year and mm-hmm. they've been um, traditionally the last couple of years has been a real double wing you know almost all um, run all plays. run really put it in a phone booth and grind it right right um, another player to watch for is um Trey Anderson, yes. which is someone we know. Yep. Um, I would expect Trey, especially seeing that we already witnessed him having a big impact on games, I would expect to see Trey be a main weapon on yep. offense, along with Jeremy Sawyer. Um, Marcus Bell is a linebacker, and Jabron Brooks at 6'5", 325 pounds. Yeah. We're expecting big things from that big man. Yeah, now <laughs> as a junior, um, I assume last year he played a lot of defense and couldn't really get on the field on offense too much, but I would expect that you'll see a lot of him. Um, Paul Baltazar will be helping anchor the He's offensive line. Also a really big guy. 6'5", 265. Um, and a junior anchoring the offensive line. Uh, Mason Sorensen was second team all-league at guard last year and will play guard and might mix in at tight end okay. as well. Um, a couple of new names to watch for. One is Aiden Watkins, and I have on Twitter seen some of Aiden Watkins' highlights, and I think that kid could really make some stuff happen. He'll be playing receiver and some corner. Um, and 
Marcus Hale as a sophomore um, looking at tight end and linebacker, a player that even as a sophomore will be physical enough um, to be able to make some things happen there. I coached him a bit in baseball. That does okay. not surprise me. He is a he was a stud catcher for us and a leader type player. Mm-hmm. So as a sophomore, it's not surprising to me. I think I think if you're gonna go watch an Aberdeen game, at least for me, the guys I would be keying on, like Kale Goings, definitely if they're gonna throw more. Um, I expect to see a lot from Trey Anderson and, and Jeremy Sawyer. Yeah, and I hopefully this doesn't hurt their season. But I heard they had some injuries during some of their preseason practices that could be very frustrating down the road because what a football season is a bunch of attrition, and yeah. so. Even if those players were just depth players, or if they were starters, either way, I mean that's just that's really harsh to hear about. So it's really tough because and you know, one we, of the kids was in summer, who was a freshman who I coached in baseball and was just an athletic freak. And even though he was a freshman, he might actually have helped out on varsity this year. So that really bums me out. Yeah. Um, so we talked about the Aberdeen field issue at one point yeah. on our show. Um, doesn't seem like. Much has changed. They've been pretty steadfast from the beginning that the Hoquiam game is a no-go. Um, the yeah. other game they were concerned about is the Montesano game. And there's been, you know, like we're, you know, they're trying to put pressure on the right people. And maybe maybe they could get the Montesano game at Stewart Field. And that was a possibility. But it doesn't doesn't seem like there's been any anything definitive one way or the other but in the meantime not only was that field their home field that they play games on it's also their practice field yep so there's a little field that's connected to it off to the side by those apartment buildings field is field generous is very generous for what that is holes everywhere yes um it's a horrible field yep and they had several injuries though i couldn't speculate about the seriousness of of those injuries, I yeah. know that they had a handful of knee and ankle injuries that were related to the holes out there, and um, to the point where somebody told me that they looked at the field and it looked like they were marking the field with cones. Like they, it was so bad that they were putting cones out in the spots on the field that there were holes. Jeez. Um, wow. So not only has this affected their season as far as like being able to play all their home games on their home field, including their biggest rivalry game, which is Hoquiam. It also has affected them that they're not going to be able to... They haven't even been able to practice on their turf. They've been practicing on a crap field. <sighs> they're going to feel so fast. Dude, it's so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. That's so frustrating. Yeah. That's just... It is, especially the injuries. Because there was... Oh, there, yeah. There, that handful of injuries was over like a day and a half of practicing. Mm, like geez. it wasn't... That wasn't like, oh, after two weeks, it was... It, w- it was really fast. That's brutal. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, is that all we got for football? I, I mean, think, it's a pretty good preview. I think let's call an audible here and nope. say we we still need to talk about we still need to talk about McKinley and Ethan Morrill. Yes, I'm um, excited. But about. we have one more commercial break to do, and then I want to ditch mailbag because I think we've gone kind of long on a lot of this other stuff. Yeah. So let's do a commercial break, and then on the other side of this, we're going to talk about Montesano's McKinley Dalen and Aberdeen's Ethan Morrill. At Olipen Real Estate, we have solidified our foundation on four core values. First, we continuously focus on growing our knowledge in the market and in our practices to bring the highest level of competency to our clients. Second, we provide a high level of integrity, compassion, and kindness in every aspect of our business. Third, 
We put the human element above business through humor, enthusiasm, and patience. And last but not least, we proactively respond to the needs of our clients. Our mission is to create a personal real estate experience, one person and one home at a time. With OliPen, it's personal. Welcome back to The Scrimmage. I am Justin Damashevitz. My co-host Daniel Hargrove is here with us and our trusty producer, Andrew Gross. Thank you to those of you who stuck with us, even though we had a little bit of a technical difficulty earlier in the show with the computer crashing. We are back. We are on. We are streaming. Appreciate those who are watching. Um, we are brought to you by Olipen Real Estate and the law office of Jeffrey A. Damashevitz. Daniel, there was... What's the A stand for? Uh, no relation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Daniel, we had a couple of things happen in weeks that you and I weren't together and I found myself saying things a lot like, dang it, I wish Daniel was here so we could talk about this thing in particular because we had two athletes, local athletes who committed to go play college sports somewhere else. One who has already graduated actually a couple years ago and is now getting like a a second rejuvenation to his football career. So cool. And another who still has another year of high school to go, but has already committed to a division one school for basketball. So let's start with Ethan Morrill. Okay. An Aberdeen running back. You know, we ran through a lot of the stats. He had a really, really impressive senior campaign, um, which was a surprise senior campaign because he wasn't the starter at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I think we watched him in the Aberdeen Hoquiam game. Yeah. And I remember, I think he came in second or third quarter. Mm -hmm. And it was like. Who is this guy and why yeah. hasn't he been playing the whole Just game? Running all over people. Just, it was like beast mode in a high school game. Yeah. It was awesome. So he went on to have uh, an incredible season, which I hope I don't misquote the stats, but it was something like for 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns or something like that. Like yeah. Crazy stats, yep. including a game where he rushed for 300 yards and five touchdowns and a half. Yeah. Um, the kid was absolutely incredible. And he is now going to play football at Central Washington University. So, Daniel, you got a chance to watch him and cover him. So what do you think translates in Ethan's game um, to the next level playing college football? Well, I think that while he was the type of runner that ran through people at high school, you know, he, he was a tough tackle. And I think that will benefit him at that level probably not as much as what he did after that. So I think at that level, it's his speed and his quickness that really serve him well. But the determination, you can't lose that. Like a lot of breaking tackles and gaining yards after contact and falling forward is just your will to not stop when you come into contact with people. So while I don't know what size he's at now, but it's not like he was huge for high school, but yet he would work through people who were bigger than him constantly. And so I think that that's not going to change at all. So I think that he'll still be someone who will surprise a lot of people with his yards after contact and with breaking tackles, just with the violence of the style of which he runs. And yet I think that his speed and quickness will probably be his best asset at that level. Another thing about Ethan that I think is probably appealing to his college coaches is that in the couple of years that he wasn't playing, 
he went and helped coach running backs at mm-hmm. Aberdeen High School. Yeah. So now yep. he's been on both sides of this. Um, he's a great kid. Yeah. You, you won't find anybody who has bad stuff to say about him. Yeah. Ethan's awesome. So I think, you know, not only congratulations to Central because you got a guy who can go out and make an impact on the field, but you got a good dude to add to your locker room. Absolutely. Yeah. Really excited. And I mean, Central's been a great. A great spot for local kids to go to. Maybe Ethan will go be a CFL great. Maybe. One of the greatest CFL players of all time, like Adam Big Hill. Yeah, could be. Let's see what happens. Yeah, it's a good spot to start. The other one, Daniel, is McKinley Dalen. And I know this was this one's kind of an emotional one for it you, is. which is why I was really bummed that we <laughs> weren't together to talk about this at yeah. the time, because you covered that last Montesano playoff oh, run that ended devastatingly with all kinds of injuries and horrible stuff happening to the Bulldogs. And McKinley was courageous in at the end of that season. So I'm not yeah, going to talk I'm anymore. Not getting emotional, not going to lie. <laughs> that was from a you, football Daniel. game. Yeah. <laughs> the I never sent you what the end of that Montesano basketball season was was probably why it was worse. I saw a picture of it. You saw a picture of it where I'm like literally in tears. Yeah, it was bad. It was not good. Uh, Yeah, my bias was showing pretty hard there. (laughs) And McKinley was in the middle of that, right? So when I first saw this, and when you posted it on our Facebook page, I shared it, and I think I said something like. Grit and perseverance don't begin to describe what this girl is and what she's done over the last three years. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it right now. Mm -hmm. So as a freshman, she comes in and she's this hyped up phenom and... Did she break her wrist that first year? I thought it was a back injury. I don't remember. The back injury was the second year. Oh, okay. And then the third year, she has a knee injury... That I don't think I'm revealing anything. She had to get surgery after the season. I'm not going to talk about what exactly the knee injury was, but let's just put it this way: we would not have been playing sports, let al- like golf, let alone basketball at a state level with these type with this injury. I'd have been sitting on the couch getting served soup on a tray. Exactly. <laughs> and she was like, "No, so this normal. is yeah." <laughs> she was like, "No, this is my team." I have some senior teammates on this squad. I'm going to go play through this injury. I think she had conversations with doctors, and she was like, hey, can this get worse? You know, and again, it's just like our brains don't even think like that. Like, oh, no, I'm done. That sucks. But, no, she has just the fact that she has worked through every season of having an injury problem like this. I relate, maybe the one of the reasons why I get so emotional about it is because I relate to it on an injury front because I've had so many injuries going through it. But her perseverance and grit to come back and to come back better every year. I mean, this year, I know that Paige Leisherness won the MVP. I personally think that that should have been McKinley Dalen. What she did on the court during the regular season was amazing. And I was absolutely shocked. And I think that one of the most important things was is she is the type of player who could probably play extremely well from the outside and be a dominant player from out there. But what her team needed her to be was be an inside player and to go grind. And what she did 
through that wasn't to sulk or to just try and get points, but it was to get 20 points and 20 rebounds on a night. I mean, she was amazing. And so the fact that she's committed to play D1 at the University of Minnesota, I am so excited about because you see an injury happen like that and you're like, what does that do? Like, I don't know. Will that harm her future? Will it harm her future that she played on it? Will it be better for her future? I don't know what all of all of that stuff entails. All I know is that coming into the season, I knew that she was supposed to be good. And then leaving that season, I was one of her biggest fans. And the same with Paige Leisherness. Because she, she snapped her ankle. You're just saying that so she won't beat you up. Yeah, that she might beat me up anyway. <laughs> but she snapped her ankle in the, in the state tournament and played the next day. Yeah. Like... Those two, those two girls. I, I just, I can't even. If they had won the I, state title, it would have been turned into a movie. It would have, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Instead, they played Lyndon friggin' Christian. Oh, Lyndon Christian. Yeah, Lyndon. And I'm sorry. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> the page injury was downright dirty. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was. That was an overreaction. No, it wasn't. Which part? No. <laughs> yeah, it was dirty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lyndon Christian. That wasn't Lyndon Christian, though. It was still Lyndon Christian. Lyndon yeah. Christian. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Lewis. so I, I, I hope I didn't pontificate too much there, but I'm so excited. I'm so excited that McKinley's going to go play D1 basketball. That's awesome. Daniel, I spent... Uh, this is totally... This is another pivot. Okay. Uh, I spent, <laughs> Good, because I, I need to get away from it before I get too emotional. I spent an entire work day... Uh, with One-on-one with someone who lives in Lewis County... And this is a big pivot. My, my, uh, because I don't know if I just didn't care or if I have some kind of a lack of actual self awareness. Yeah. I just spent the entire first two hours listing all the reasons I hate Lewis. (laughs) I was like, here's why where you live sucks. And another reason. Anyway, I just needed to tell you that. How I could have waited until the show was over. Yeah. But it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. He's a good dude. <laughs> Is that going to do it for the show today? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. All right. <laughs> so for my co-host, Daniel, I deleted Russell Wilson on all of my socials. Hargrove. I, I did. That was an overreaction. Could have been. And for my co-host, Justin. So many things. I would be I, shocked. I was being shocked. a jerk. I was being a jerk. Damashevitz. That's all the time. Yeah. And for our trusty producer, is he so trusty though? Because the computer crashed. The yeah. computer's not trusty. <laughs> You've been listening to the scrimmage. Andrew Gross. I forgot to say the name. Oh, yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs>